I'm going to invite another um, partner um, of, of Geneva Push up here, um, Ben, with MTS and Rob. We're going to get to know these two a bit better. So this is Ben Farlett and Rob Nichols. And Ben's with uh, MTS, one of the partners here at Geneva Push. I'm a Queenslander, Ben, and I don't hear too much about MTS. The first time I heard about it was 10 years ago because friends went to Club 5 in Sydney. That's, that's not around anymore. Tell me about what is MTS. Yeah, um, MTS is, uh, our mission is to multiply gospel workers through ministry apprenticeships. So basically what we do is we have a, a sort of a four-stage strategy. Um, we First stage is we challenge godly men and women, Bible study group leaders, youth group leaders to consider a full-time gospel ministry in the future. But when they come to a conference, we have a bite-sized challenge of doing the second phase, which is a, a ministry apprenticeship to uh, test their suitability. So it's a two-year hands-on full-time ministry apprenticeship under an experienced pastor. And provided that goes well, um, then they get theological education. They go and uh, do formal theological education after that and come out into stage four, which is mentoring, discipling, growing young leaders who the whole thing cycles around again. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, great. And how, uh, how is MTS partnering with Geneva Push? Yeah, well, we're, um, we're partners because uh, Geneva Push's goals and our goals pretty much line up. I mean, we, we pray fervently that 10% of Australia would become Christians by 2020. I know um, a lot of Christians have conniptions when I say that, but I'm just praying my guts out that God would do a mighty miracle because if he can turn Nineveh around in a, in a week, he can turn Australia around in four and a half years. Um, so we pray hard for that. Um, we're also... As I mentioned on about multiplying gospel workers through ministry apprenticeships. So how do we tie up? Well, Geneva's just on about reaching Australia with the gospel. And I love coming to this. This is one of my most encouraging couple of days in the year because it's people on gospel roids. Like everyone here is on peptides. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's how it should be. Like, you know, not going to conferences and talking about stuff other than making and growing disciples. And, And also... The Geneva Push, is, as part of its DNA, has written into its operation and strategic thinking um, to multiply church planters through church planting apprenticeships. So the two organisations get on well. Yeah. And so for a lot of church plants, and this is something I've heard many times before, the idea of planting pregnant, yeah. um, how, does, how does that work? Like with MTS, how does it benefit Geneva planters? Yeah, I think, I think there's a few benefits. Like an apprenticeship benefits early in the Geneva process. So if someone's being assessed as a church planter, if they've done an apprenticeship, it's easier to assess their suitability for full-time ministry and the difficult task of planning a church. Um, also, um, MTS helps because when a planter goes out, they go out with a team, not just alone. Um, and also, I think there's that multiplication factor. Um, it produces, well, we've always thought it produces better planters and Scott assures me that this recent uh, survey and research that they've done proves that, that the likelihood of a church plant lasting longer, uh, one of the big factors is involvement in a church planting team in the past. And that, that intuitively makes sense. It's great to have the data now. Yeah. Great. And, and just thinking about future or even presently, um, 
innovations that's happening with MTS? Like, how can we improve um, a partnership with Geneva? Yeah, well, we're, we're working really hard to um, uh, train our trainers better. So we've got a course called Passing the... The, the book about apprenticeships is called Passing the Bat, and it's written by Cole Marshall. You might have heard his name before. Um, it's a fantastic book. It's just the guts of the apprenticeship. Where We've got Passing the Bat in workshops. We've got Strand 1, Strand 2 now, so the why train apprentices and then the how train apprentices. Um, also, what we're doing is getting coaches for first-time apprentice trainers. We picked up this coaching idea from some organisation, I can't remember who, uh, you guys. And um, uh, so we're helping out there. And also, by the middle of the year, um, we're working hard to make the user-friendliness of the MTS curriculum much greater so that by the middle of the year, it's almost idiot-proof in how to train an apprentice in a, in a nice way, yeah. No, that's, it's really interesting that, like, hearing all this stuff, it sounds like we're really spoiled in a sense of, like, the partnerships that we do have as church planners here in Australia and all the training that's available. Um, just to see the church multiply in Australia, I think, I think it's great that we have that, um, that partnership with MTS. It's great yeah. for us, brother. It's yeah. great for us. I'm going to ask Rob some questions too. Rob, um, tell us about your family. Um, yep, uh, I have six kids under nine, so we've been pretty busy the last few years. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I've got a wife, Rochelle, who is a. a <laughs> she's uh, she's the brains of the operation. <laughs> That's for sure. Right, and so you're doing MTS with Flooding Creek Community yeah, Church. Flooding Creek, yep. Flooding Creek. Where is Flooding Creek? We are a, we, a church plant in Sale, Victoria, Gippsland. Yeah, cool. Um, why did you decide to do MTS now? You've got six kids. You used to be a golf professional. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I'm still working through that. Uh, no, really. Um, it's my journey was really diverse. Um, I'd played. Played a lot uh, on tour, um, then sort of crafted a coaching career for like the next 12, 12 13 years. So um, it was really, I'd been sort of teaching people, 100, 100 odd people coaching a week. And I was kind of, and my main, one of my major roles was teaching people for the Institute of Sport, creating athletes um, for, the, for the Australian team and the, and the state team. So... Um, but what ended up happening was, as a Christian, I was just felt like I was sending these kids to hell. Really, um, I've got mates that are, you know, they're golf pros and they're on tour 35 weeks of the year. They have no family life, you know, um, and so I felt really uh, guilty um, that I was coaching these these kids down the wrong path. And so I was sort of convicted that, you know, I'm going to have to stand before God one day, and I need to be teaching them about the gospel. And I've got this. Oh, gift or whatever you want to call it, to be able to coach and get in pe inside people's heads and be able to motivate. And so I thought, well, let's use that for the gospel. So um, instead of yeah, swinging a, swinging a club around the head and hitting a white ball in a paddock, really. Yeah. Um, at Flooding Creek Community, the, the lead pastor is Dan Goody. And yeah, Goody, yep. Good, Goody, sorry. And some of us here know that um, he's been diagnosed with leukemia. Yeah. So he stepped down from his role this year, mm. and you were getting trained under him. Mm. So you were a year in, and then your trainer uh, was diagnosed with leukemia. 
Um, what have you learned so far in your training and how has that equipped you now this year? Yeah, um, that's a good question. It's been very difficult because Dan, I don't know if you guys know Dan, Dan is a brilliant, oh, he's a Rafi, so, um, and a, a Rafi, he's a pilot. He was a RAF pilot. Um, he was a glorified bus driver, if you asked him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, uh, sail where I was a golf pro for 10 years before Flooding Creek uh, we had a lot of Raffies and, and being a ref town you know Raffies Raffies are really highly strategic people they are measured they are calculated they are everything I'm not <laughs> I am a loose unit uh, on this end <laughs> and I am not that person at all and so uh, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did MTS prepare you? Yeah, yeah. How, how did MTS prepare me? Yeah. So the path was really strange because, I mean, I'm 38 when I come into MTS. I'm not 22. I've got a million kids. And Dan said, you know, and so Dan's like, well, um, what do you want to do? And I'm like, look, I've been teaching kids for 20 years. I'm not doing kids, music, uh, kids ministry. That ain't happening. So it was kind of like, okay, well, what do we do in a church plant? We're a church plant of 30 what do we do with that? What do we do with an MTS? Is there going to be work for me to do? And so by God's sovereignty, Dan was just like, look, I'm just going to teach you my job. Um, I'm not going to be the, the trainer that spends one hour with you a week. So my office is, my desk is next to his. And he basically just taught me his job over 12 months. Um, I don't know if the other MTSs get that experience. But for me, it was basically, this is my job. I'm going to teach you how to do what I do which is really hard because being a statistician like he is, he's like, you know, you need to take your preaching to phase two. You should listen to Tim Keller. And I listen to Tim Keller and I'm like, I still don't know what the hell he's talking about. Um, so that's not really working well for me. Um, so that's an open opportunity for anybody in the congregation. If you want to jump on our website, listen to one of my dodgy sermons, you can give free feedback. I'll take anything. Um, just don't use any more than three syllables because I won't understand it. Um, yeah, but MTS. Uh, so uh, Dan's role was uh, to teach me his role. And by God's sovereignty, we didn't know he was going to get crook. Um, there's no guarantee that he's going to come out of it even. There's, um, he has a transplant in July. Um, he's in 90 days of quarantine. If he gets a bug in that 90 days, it could kill him. Even though the cancer's not there, it could come back quite quickly. Um, so... Um, there's lots of prayer. Please continue to pray for him. Um, but f- by the sovereignty of God, Dan had prepared me to do his role um, on the spot, unknowing to us. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I'd sort of done six sermons over the year. Um, uh, now I'm sort of preaching every week, apart from Joshy from Lamo, who comes and saves me uh, once a month, which is good. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah that's, that's the story so far. And the future for you then, post-MTS? Yeah, um, I did a year of Bible college at MST. Uh, We're still trying to work that out. You know, when you've got a million kids like us, it's kind of, um, I'm husband, father, then church. And so how, might be different to a lot of people here, but how we go from here in study-wise will really be a household decision for all of us, what's best for all of us, what's what's best for our six kids. um, And so we'd love to be church planning. We'd love to be wherever the gospel takes us. But that's really a joint decision within the whole house, not just me personally or where I'd like to go. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to spend some time praying for uh, MTS and Rob and Flooding Creek. Um, Scott, 
Let's uh, join with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your love and your goodness. Uh, Thanks, Heavenly Father, for the work of uh, the ministry training strategy, for uh, their goal and desire to see uh, loads of apprentices raised up across the church in Australia, uh, for their desire and goal to see uh, the church equipped uh, to better train uh, people for gospel ministry and full-time gospel ministry. Heavenly Father, we pray for Ben and Emma and Arcee might sustain them in uh, the work that they're doing. Uh, We pray for trainers across Australia that you might continue to give them uh, a hunger and desire to serve you. And may that um, overflow into the people they're training and the people that you've given the privilege of, uh, of serving. And Heavenly Father, we, uh, we bring before you Flooding Creek. Uh, thanks, Heavenly Father, for this church in sale, for the growth that you are giving it. Uh, we pray for Rob um, and ask that you might continue to sustain him uh, and his family. Uh, thanks, Heavenly Father, for how you've worked in his life, for the, uh, the change that you've brought about. We pray particularly as well for Dan and Simone. Uh, we pray particularly for Dan and ask that you might continue to heal him. Uh, We pray, Heavenly Father, this leukemia might um, just be totally eradicated from his body. We pray particularly for Simone as well, that she might not be anxious and that uh, you might continue to give her a great uh, trust in you. And Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for uh, the groups uh, of churches in Melbourne that are supporting Flooding Creek, uh, that are sending out pastors to preach. Um, And we ask and pray, Heavenly Father, for uh, just for this gospel generosity. And uh, and we ask and pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.